Hurry up, give me a kiss. Hurry up. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the war room. We got Dez, Kim, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. How you want to end up one or two hour show to keep the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level? Vote with the topic, sort of like the rubber. When it's game time, they like the fad five during prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and greats. The 4 for 26 sort of war in Kuwait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys diversified and educated. What's good, War Room family, and welcome to another edition of the War Room. Of course, you're live in the War Room with me, Dev Matt, waiting on my partners, Jimmy and uh, B. Austin, to show up. But until then, look, we too left plenty of carnage on the field, and we may have witnessed the end of an era in New York. So we'll discuss it all and preview some things to come in week three. Um, so keep it locked right here, and if you want to get in on the conversation, just sign in right now to the JW Philly Realty chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room, or join us on Facebook or Twitter at War Room Sports. You can also call us directly in about 15 minutes after we gamble with Gus and talk a little college football with Fred Purdue. Then we'll open up the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. That number, as usual, is 323 before we get started, just make sure during the week when we're not live on the air that you check out archive episodes of our show, as well as all of our partner shows on the network. You can do that at warroomsports.com. You can do it on the Warroom Sports mobile app, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spreaker, Blog Talk, um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, uh, Radio Public, Overcast, wherever. Most other places that you do your podcast listening but just make sure you check out us and the rest of the gang here at War Room Sports. Shout out to uh, the fellas over at Tissue and the Tape, uh, Phil Matic 365 and Savad. Um, those guys are giving you all the hip-hop information, all the hip-hop news, all the, the great interviews. They just had their third fireside chat with Rascast. So if you're a fan of Rascast, make sure you go to the War Room Sports Podcast Network and check out the latest episode of Tissue and the Tape. Shout out to the Broad Street Line, Roy and Chris. Shout out to the mayor after further review 2.0, a.k.a. the Sideline Pass. Um, definitely shout out to the homie Fred Purdue. Quick slants and cover two, college and NFL football. And, of course, if you're not listening live to the flagship show, The War Room, then you can get that there um, as well. What's going on, B. Austin? What's the deal, homie? Another wild, wonderful week in sports. Let's talk yeah. about this. Yeah, let's talk about it. I see people calling in already. I guess nobody listens to the open. Nobody hears me say, we'll open up the phone line in 15 minutes and all that kind of stuff. Nobody cares. <laughs> nah, nah, they don't <laughs> care about And then they get mad at no. us because they have to wait out to um, Anyway, yeah, we, we're going to talk about that. Um, and, and get to those phone lines right after we uh, holler at, at Gus Griffin. Gus, if you're on the line, make sure you press one so we know that you're there. I can't really tell. Um, but yeah, it was, it was it was definitely another wild week, especially um, in the NFL, man. 
But we're going to get to the biggest stories in the week in just a minute. Right now, we're going to do a little gambling with Gus. We're going to get Gus's investment picks for the week. Let's get them on the line real quick. Gus, what's going on, good brother? Welcome to the War Room. How you doing, gentlemen? Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, you had a three and two week last week. That makes you four and five so far for the season. Um, it's, it's not a lot, not not a lot of good action out there this week. Um, nah, I don't like a lot. You can of take it, your though. stab at a, at a at a few things. All right, let's start off with the Denver Broncos. Wow, the that, that line in the Broncos versus. Oh, I lost my. Shoot here. Packers. Where the Broncos playing? Okay, yeah, Broncos Packers. Packers. Oh, I see that right here. Broncos Packers, which is a one o'clock tilt on Sunday. The zero and two Broncos and the two and zero Green Bay Packers. The line is seven and a half. What's your yes, on? yes. Uh, well, first, um, <clears throat> this is if you ask people who has been the greatest um, postseason road quarterback in the history of the NFL, very few are going to get it. It, it it, in terms of just total wins, it's Joe Flacco. He's won seven postseason games on the road. I say, and that includes be between, beating. between Flacco and Eli. <laughs> oh, okay, there we go. There we go. All right, here we go. <laughs> uh, you distracted me. But anyway, uh, he's beaten Brady in New England. He's beaten Manning in Denver. He's beaten Roethlisberger in Pittsburgh. And if you look at his history – even during the regular season, <clears throat> he's been very good on the road. And, and, and yeah, I know they had a good defense, but um, I'm not sold on the Packers for some reason. I'm I'm just not. And I know Aaron hasn't played up to, to what he's going to eventually play up to, but I'm just not sold on the Packers. So I'm going to take the Broncos in that seven and a half. Okay. Um, yeah, that is interesting because Aaron Rodgers, I mean, we say that, but, you know, going back to last season, he wasn't exactly the Aaron Rodgers we know and love either. So yeah. I'm thinking to myself, I think we got like, spoiled, is he actually. going to? Huh? <laughs> yeah, maybe not. I think I think we got spoiled a bit, though. I mean, I think he's I mean, played yeah. at such a high level for so yeah. long. I mean, it kind of reminds me of Jabbar. He played at such a high level for so long. You know, when he dropped at 20 points and nine rebounds, everyone, oh, what's wrong with Jabbar? You know, it's, <laughs> it's just one of those things. Right, right. I mean, and, you know, they haven't done the best at building teams around him in Green Bay. Certainly not. Um, Absolutely. So. But we'll we'll see if he if he can get back to that level. I, like you said, it, we're spoiled. I'm definitely selfish. I just love watching him play when he's on the top of his game. Um, we have another one o'clock tilt here. We have the Lions going to visit the banged up Eagles in Philadelphia. Um, this is a six point line here. Yeah, you can lose this game. <laughs> yeah, I can hear it. Okay. Um, yeah, the, the Lions um, have had one bad quarter in in terms overall defensively. They're averaging, they're giving up about 18 points a game. You know, you take that last quarter and overtime against Arizona out there, and they've been very solid. And as you say, the Eagles um, and the Lions come off a big win over over San Diego, not San Diego, Los Angeles, the Chargers. Um, yeah. The Eagles major injuries, particularly at the wide receiver position. And they're giving up 25 per game. That's going to be a. I think that's going to be a close game. I wouldn't be totally shocked if the Lions can win it, but certainly six points. I'm taking the Lions. Yeah, it's 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 a crazy situation in Philly right now. They even skipped practice. They didn't practice yeah. on Wednesday. At least not a padded practice. <laughs> they just don't have enough. Bodies. Yeah. 
They're making they're making the right. kind of decisions you make in mid season or late season. Right. Right. Not week three. <laughs> All right, so um and last but not least, we got an over under here. This is a game that everyone, you know, judging by the first two weeks of the season, everybody's expecting fireworks in this one. And this is the Chiefs Ravens. Um they have the two quarterbacks who perform the the best in the first two weeks. Um and they're about to go at it. So the over under on this one is fifty two points. What are you doing? Should be quite uh, obvious. I don't see how you yeah, I don't see how anyone you play if you're playing the Chiefs on a total, you gotta take the over. Um if if I don't, for whatever reason they took the uh, they took their foot off the pedal last week. They had twenty eight points um pretty quickly and for some reason they stopped scoring. I had the over thirty as you remember. And for some reason they just stopped scoring. So yeah, it's, it, it's not it's not some reason. We could let you know. We had 10, 11 years of that. Andy Reid <laughs> takes his foot. Oh, okay. Off I, of got the gas. I got you. I got you. Yeah. It, 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 it blows it didn't my always mind. Work. It didn't always work. Well, he gave up a he's few not gonna big be able to do it this wins week. because of that. Yeah, he yeah had, he's yeah, not going to be able to do it this week. Um, I, I think the Ravens are going to. I mean, the way they're. I mean, of course, now you, you almost got to throw out the Miami game. But, I mean, I think that. Um, I do think they're going to score some more. Um, and they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to keep scoring. I think so. I'm taking the over 52. All right. So that's uh, it for this week. Um, you got anything coming out on the website this week? Yeah, I'm working on a piece on uh, just a little hopeful piece for the 0 and 2 teams, including the Miami Dolphins and New York Jets. All right. <laughs> what, what hope is there? <laughs> You'll have to read it. <laughs> I was about to say, Miami Miami's not even hoping right now. Miami is trusting the process right now. <laughs> Shout out to Sam Hinkie and the Philadelphia 76ers, man. Trust the process. It's man. a sad situation. All right, guess as usual, we thank you, and we will talk to you next week. All right, y'all take care. All right, you too. All right, that's Gus Griffin, everybody, and his investment picks of the week. Um, go out there and – Get your investment on. And the hot topics, of course, are brought to you by my bookie. If you guys want to make some cash betting on sports and taking some of that knowledge Gus Griffin just gave you and putting it on some NFL games, if you haven't checked out my bookie by now, we really don't know what you're waiting for. You can go and lay down some cash on the biggest games in sports. This is that time of the year where you're about to have, you know, a lot of sports intersecting, you know, hockey's getting started back up, baseball still in play, um, and the NFL is back, college football, um, the WNBA playoffs. If you if you're into that, or did I or did I miss that? I could have just missed the whole thing and still reported it. I wouldn't know the difference. No offense, but uh, either way, you can join us and thousands of other online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. If you guys are tired of getting a runaround from other services or other human beings, if you're messing with individual bookies, um, that's why we urge you to join my bookie. You win, they pay fast, no hassles. You're wasting your time betting anywhere else. If you join now, my bookie will match your first deposit up to $1,000. Just use the promo code WARROOM to activate this offer. That's all caps, W-A-R-R-O-O-M. Um, Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, and get yourself paid. All right. So um, while we're waiting on uh, Fred Purdue to join us to to talk a little bit about the college football pick 'em, um, B, I just wanted to ask you about 
Team USA, man. Team USA sent, I mean, of course, it wasn't the exact team that they wanted to send over there, but still, we brag and boast about the NBA being the greatest league in the world, and every player on this roster was an NBA player. Um, Some of them expected to be great NBA players. Some of them get a little more credit already than they probably should, and they went over to the FIBA World Cup and finished in seventh place. And what kind of blow <laughs> to the American sports psyche, the American sports ego, is this uh, going to leave? And, and no. what do you think? No, I, I don't know. But do you think? Do you think because of this that they're going to be sure to get you know some better players next year for the Olympics? Games. I think Americans yes. in general, especially yes, yes. the players, I yes. think they take the Olympics more seriously than things like yes. the World Cup. So we've seen this. We've seen this movie before, uh, probably times, where inferior squads are sent over because the American mentality is still we're so good that we can just throw a team together and count on um, talent to get us victories. And what I will say in my analysis and the eye test of the game, the world is a lot better. The world has a lot more NBA talent on its rosters. If this were a series, if this were done like the NBA playoffs, cream would rise to the top and that U- Team USA would, would win. They would, they would figure it out. You would win chemistry. You would get Nah, I think they. I think they would have. They would have won. They would. They would win gold in a in a series setup. But because it's one and done, or almost one and done, you get everybody's best shot with teams that have practiced together, that do have chemistry, and they are there to step on your Richard head immediately. So I feel as though. You know, the whole notion that you can just throw a team together, if you don't have the top three to top five NBA talents, that doesn't work anymore. But, you That's know, not it, work it wasn't really their fault this time. It was TUSA, Angelo, and the guys. I don't think it was just them. Remember, a lot of people that they thought were in for this summer dropped out. So it kind of left them with – what they had NBA money and, on NBA money. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, we're in the era of load managing. So if dudes are load managing during the season, then you know damn well they're not going to be wasting their summer playing in some feeble World Cup. Now you've already started to get some some commitments for next year for the 2020 games. Uh, Steph Curry all but said that he'll definitely be there. Um, I forgot somebody else said they'll be there, but I think the participation for that. Is going to be much easier because, like I said, for some reason it seems like the NBA players take the Olympics way more serious seriously than any other international competition. So you're going to have some guys back for that one. So I would imagine that the roster for 2020 will be something that will be shocked if they ended up, you know, losing, not meddling, not even getting gold. Um, out of this whole thing, but we'll see. But because that's see, but even I'm speaking, this is the mentality of America. We think even if we we think okay, we send a better team over there, we get a couple of more NBA All Stars. 
we should just go ahead and get gold. I just don't think it's that easy anymore. Um, I mean, we still win the athleticism battle, but skill-wise, I just think these other countries, a lot of these other countries are being taught the game better at a younger age, um, more on the fundamental side. And you know what? I mean, because it's always been that way, B, but do you know you know the difference yeah, now? They're getting those fundamentals, and dudes overseas are athletic now. <laughs> dudes not just getting their heads jumped over anymore. So it's making it they've, that they've much discovered, harder. They've discovered the, uh, the, the African diaspora and injected some of that into their rock. The African diaspora. They've discovered the weight room. They've, yeah, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of mixing going on over there, and it's doing them well. All right, so uh, just wanted to get a quick word in about that before we move on. Uh, let's get to Fred Purdue and talk about some of these college games coming up this weekend. Um, get his analysis on some of this college pick'em action. Uh, let's get him on the line right now. We got Fred Purdue. Fred, what's going on? Fred of Quick Slants and Cover Two. What's up, Fred? Fellas, what's going? What's going on, fellas? Nothing much. Nothing much. Um, hey, man, the evil, uh, the evil empire wins again. They've got their negros lined up at wide receiver up there uh, in Trump land. Every slave, every slave. For the right dollar, no. Hey man, <laughs> if, only, if only you guys could beat the Falcons, you know the team that chokes all the time. Uh, well, well, we might have a rematch. If only, if only we, you know, kind of a mash unit right now. Couldn't even practice this week, so I don't know who <laughs> we're gonna be able to beat when half the team. Well, I'll tell you, you who's so blitz happy, you might have won that game. I'll tell you in the super in the Super Bowl, it's been proven that we can beat the Patriots. Hey, I you want for one? I actually tell people that one. though. I can give you that because actually, you, you we know Swartz is not really a blitzer, but the pressure was so he, non-existent. He did what he had to do. He, he did, did what he had, he had to, do. to do. But but when all the people that I was chatting with while the game was on, all the Eagles fans were all happy. Keep bringing it. Keep bringing it. I kept telling everybody this is not going to work all night. Like. You Whatever you think, league. Matt Ryan, he's not some poop butt rookie quarterback, and 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 NFL offensive coordinators are paid a whole hell of a lot of money not to keep falling for the same thing over and over and over again. I'm like, yo, they keep blitzing with this uh, cover zero back here, they're gonna get burned. And what happened? They got burned because there was no safety help back there to make the tackle when the tackle needed to be made. We, we we were blitzing and running cover zero like we had Dion on one side and Champ on the other, and I'm yeah. like, yo, these guys you know, really. Well, no, they were they were doing it like we had nobody, and we just had to get to the quarterback in half a second. It was a it was a big but game. But you know, it almost worked. That's the crazy part. It almost, almost worked because when you look at how how they were blitzing. They were. I mean, they Atlanta doesn't have an offensive line that. I mean, they you got they, you guys are acting like they had no offensive line, which they didn't. But the thing is, it's funny. I said they're going to run a screen at some point, and when they run that screen, it's over because they're yeah, going to. I mean, it's just going to set somebody free. And that's why course, it's in, that's why it's Quintar, almost because Quintar, I mean, you get you get excited uh, and you, you know. keep doing something too much. Like this is not the NFL. 
Like teams aren't going to adjust. Anyway, man, we're here to talk some college real quick, and we're going to go to the college pick 'em. There's some big matchups this week. Um, and if you are a listener of Quick Slants, then you know about Fred's uh, NF. I mean, I'm sorry, college football pick 'em contest, where the winner of that contest gets to host an episode of Quick Slants alongside Fred and myself. So, um, it's it's a tight battle going on right now. Um, so far, I might be and if you're the same by myself. Also, if you're not familiar with this, um, Fred doesn't give his picks, so he's not just going to give you the answers to the test. But what he's going to do is give you in-depth analysis of each game. You can use that knowledge however you please in making your picks. And we're going to start off with number 11, Michigan, uh, visiting number 13, Wisconsin. You know, when I look at how the Big Ten is, there's only one real team that I'm really worried about in the Big Ten. Neither one of these are it, but it's always good to have an old-school type of matchup. Wisconsin is going to do what they're going to do. They're going to run the football. They're going to play great defense behind. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, the best running back in college football. I mean, it's not even close. Jonathan Taylor, I just I see a throwback type of back. He's not going to catch anything. He's Quite honestly, he can't catch a cold, but when he, his job is to literally ground and pound, and that's what he's going to do. Uh, I feel like Michigan's offense is not moving the ball enough. I mean, they they struggled against the likes of Army, and Army is a they're a okay school. They're okay, but they're not. They shouldn't have. They're not nowhere. They're nowhere near the talent level of a Michigan. Who they have freshmen all over all over the place. Uh, when I look at Shea Patterson, does not look like the. He doesn't look like the NFL prospect everyone looks at him as. Um, Wisconsin is going might have to do take a page out of the the Army playbook and just ground and pound. And who knows? You might find yourself on the other side of a W. All right, um, let's go with uh, Tennessee, uh, unranked Tennessee visiting number nine Florida Gators. This matchup used to be a real. Matchup. You know, you used to see the likes of Tim Tebow and Eric Berry. Now Tennessee has just fallen apart. You know, the last time guys were good was 2006. This was when they had Jonathan Crompton and Phil Fulmer was walking the sidelines. Well, a few coaches later, uh, both schools are nowhere near where they used to be. But uh, it, it looks like this is going to be uh, a stinker. Honestly, Felipe Frank broke his ankle uh, in the last game against. Kentucky in which they won, but you know, I wasn't high on him as it is and Tennessee is just terrible. They finally found a W against Murray State. Uh, I'm not I'm not really impressed by either team, but the defense at Florida and their secondary, they're a pretty good unit. We'll definitely see this will test Kyle Trask, the, the backup quarterback for the Gators. We'll definitely see how he's able to um, handle the pressure. This time he's not just coming in like in a mop-up type of duty where you're playing the talent will, like you said, be awesome. And, uh, when we talked to the fellow man to go rise to the top, uh, if he's put in an adverse situation, he doesn't really fit what they want to do, and that's to be a multiple type of team. Maybe we see the backup, the guy who I thought would actually be the starter at some point, Emory Jones, uh, who fits the offense more as a dual-threat quarterback. I'm interested to see. This is one of the biggest SEC matchups in the country uh, of the year. 
So we'll definitely see. This is going to be an interesting one. And whoever wins this game may be able to say I'm second in, in the SEC East behind Georgia at some point. All right. Let's do uh, Michigan State versus Northwestern. This one's interesting, and there's some bad – with this one, I look at how Michigan State – I picked you guys. You guys were supposed to be the dominant defensive force uh, that was supposed to uh, hold Arizona State to under 14 points. They didn't do that. That's not characteristic of a, uh, a Mike D'Antoni, Mike D'Antoni uh, Tonio, a Mark D'Antonio's offense uh, – or defense, sorry. And when I look at how Josiah – Hill uh, on that corner position hasn't really produced. I want to see more. And if he doesn't do much more in that secondary, his that defense could be in for a long year. Northwestern did lose a ton last year, but uh, can North Carolina, can Michigan State really expect to put up two stinkers back to back? Don't think so. Well, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> All right, uh, nice nice matchup here. Number eight, Auburn, visiting number 17, Texas A&M. Uh, SEC West matchup, the winner of this game more than likely will finish third, uh, respectively. I mean, this is going to be good old-fashioned SEC football. Uh, Keller Mond hasn't played all that well, but uh, what can I say? The Auburn defensive line is going to make him, his life hell. Uh, Derek Brown on the defensive line. I expect him to be a top one, a top five, top ten type of pick come uh, come May next year. Uh, those guys are going to really have a good chance to uh, just wreak havoc. I, Kendrick Rogers, the Texas A&M wide receiver, should have some some easy pickings. Uh, that Auburn secondary isn't that great. Uh, this is whoever has the ball last in this one. I think will win. All right, let's go to number 22, Washington versus uh, Brigham Young. BYU's had a pretty decent year behind Zach Wilson, the, the sophomore quarterback. I expected more uh, from Washington after losing to Cal. Uh, I want to see more from Jacob Eason. Uh, Jacob Eason, is the, is, he was the first casualty at Georgia uh, before Jake Fromm took over. He was the, he was the, the star freshman quarterback, and then Jake, Jake Fromm came in. Uh, who also not told uh, Justin Fields, your QB one guy, to take his talents to Ohio State because he's not giving up the job. So uh, Jacob Eason has a he's a big six six kind of big six six kid, classic throwback type of quarterback. He's not running away from anybody, but he can swing it. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how he holds up. And, and some kind of upset alert. I'm, not, I'm not ready to do that yet, but it should be a very very tight. Play. All right, uh, where are we now? We are number 16, Oregon, uh, versus Stanford. Not the same Oregon old Stanford. Stanford Cardinals that we used to. Definitely not. This is not your Andrew Luck Stanford. This is not even your uh, – this isn't KJ Costello Stanford because he, he was hurt the last couple of weeks. Uh, they just got blown out by UCF. And if I said that a few years ago, you'd say, UCF blowing out Stanford? That makes no sense. Well, when you lose your star left tackle, your star quarterback, and you don't, you're not really dynamic on the edges. Uh, on the, expect that to happen. Uh, UCF really they showed a lot of uh, they showed different type of speed than those guys are used to seeing. Uh, so Oregon's gonna also show you that different type of speed. Uh, Justin Herbert is presumed to be the next star quarterback in the NFL. I 
I liken him to Nick Foles. I'm not really that. I mean, I'm not big on Nick Foles. I mean, he was nice enough to step in for you guys. That's great. But do you really want to build your franchise around someone like that? I don't know. Uh, mechanically, I'm not a big fan. I can understand and appreciate why you're not big on Nick Foles. I get that. I, I understand. I don't think it's objective or a fair assessment, but I, I understand. <laughs> I wasn't you know, big he, on Nick Foles when he came. He's not, he not big on Eli either. Uh, B. Hey, hey, he's not hey, big hey, on hey, Eli hey, or hey, Nick Foles. Hey, hmm, hey. Wonder why. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Eli, uh, Nick Foles. <laughs> Woo. Not big on them. Yeah. Nah. Nah, nah, nah. But um, when I look at when I look at Oregon, I think they're gonna be a fast. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna go fast. They're gonna go. They're gonna be able to run. Do what they usually do. Run teams out of out of the stadium. If they can do that. Early and often, I think they have a they can have an easy win on there. All right, Oklahoma State versus number twelve Texas. Well, if you like offense, this is this is the game to watch. Uh, Spencer Sanders, freshman, he's been putting up a big numbers early. Texas lost to LSU, especially. And what made me laugh was they said they were back. That was funny. Um, then they said they were DBU. That was funny. And I, will, I think I'm going to see a lot more of things I don't necessarily like from Texas. Overconfident, not, defense not looking all that great. I want to see Jordan Whittington, um, the, freshman, the freshman running back everyone's been talking about, especially after they, I've heard comparisons to him being very much like one, one of the guys you guys are familiar with in, in Brian Westbrook, uh, former running back. And if he's anything like that, he's going to be a good one. But I haven't seen much of him. That'll be an interesting game to watch, seeing if he's going to be able to – if he can – if Texas can just get on – consistent. That's what I need them to be, consistent. Sam Bellinger's a decent quarterback, but I don't see him – he's not an elite quarterback. I, I'm not sure where that whole mindset of him being elite came from. Uh, but, again, this is going to be a shootout. And, of course, you'll see a mullet from Mike Gundy, a.k.a. I'm a man. I'm 40. My dude. All right, um, we got uh, number seven, Notre Dame, versus number three with my youngin, Jake Fromm, and the Georgia Bulldogs. This is the game I'm waiting for. Uh, no other Outside of maybe Miami and Michigan State, no other game really matters to me this weekend. I want to see two powerhouses uh, go, go toe-to-toe. Georgia is, is, has been able to run the football really, really well. DeAndre Swift is the big name back in the bed for Georgia. But don't sleep on James Cook, who is the brother of Dalvin Cook. He's a good one uh, as well. George Pickens is a six-foot-three freshman receiver. He has sweet feet, and I don't say that about too many guys in, the, in college, especially freshmen, but he, he is, he's a, built a little bit different. Uh, his, his game, he has a bit of a, yeah. <laughs> you know, he, he's one of those guys that he, he just looks different. He, he's big, he's fast, he can catch. Uh, his sideline catch game, I haven't seen that from anybody that I'm willing to just call really good. He hasn't seen double coverages either or faced off against any real competition, so we'll see how they game plan for him. But Georgia is playing a bit of what Alabama used to do. They're playing bully ball. They're just going, they're, they've loaded up on the offensive line, and they said, look, you're not going to do anything to us. And if you try to, if you're going to try to stop the run, we'll just go to the pass. I want to see if Jake Fromm can, once they take away, if they take away the run, that is, can Jake Fromm get the job done uh, as a passer? 
if he can do that, Georgia's going to have a very easy night. Ian Book's a good quarterback at Notre Dame, but I don't think it'll be enough to get through Georgia. All right, and these last two. We're going to rapid fire through these last two. We got Colorado versus number 24, Arizona State. Arizona State has a quarterback in Jaden Daniels who in high school threw for had a 6,000-yard season as a senior. That's huge. He a big number. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. 6,000 yards. Yo, they threw the ball on defense. <laughs> That's a high school senior, folks, and he's starting for Herm Edwards and company. So I'm going to be interested in seeing Damn, how he's playing to win the game. <laughs> yeah, 3,500 yards on through the air and 1,500 on the ground. He was a complete beast. Uh, for me, when I see him, how he handled himself against Michigan State was big. Uh, Herbert was that's the that's kind of the beauty of having a former NFL head coach as your as your head coach in college. He knows how to manage the game, and take, I mean, a lot of college fans take that for granted having a. Uh, NFL coach or not having one and not knowing how to manage the game. Because how many times do you see coaches just throwing? They just, we're just going to throw for the sake of throwing because that's what we do. No, you game plan for the team you're playing against, not just do what we do. Um, I'm interested in seeing how Arizona State uh, continues to manage this one. Colorado has uh, a receiver by the name of of LaVisca Chenault. Expect him, expect big numbers from him. He's a top 15 type of talent uh, going into next year's draft. He's a guy I really want to see do something. Herm showed up to that recruiting visit like. Hello. You play <laughs> to win the game. <laughs> Yo, 6,000 yards. I feel you, Herm. Go get him. All right. And last but not least, uh, probably is least, Utah State versus San Diego State. Utah State, they have a quarterback by the name of Jordan Love. He is a he is a dynamic talent, um, 6'3", 6'4", it's like 220. Uh, he can throw it down the field. Utah State's a better team than many expect. Uh, haven't gotten to really see San Diego State much this year so far. Uh, they're kind of down there on that totem pole, but I have seen Utah State a couple times, and what I can tell you about, uh, a Utah State team, they're going to be well coached. They're going to be dis- they're going to be very disciplined, and I expect a lot from Jordan Love because I'm expecting him to be a sleeper draft pick. Right. All right, that is your uh, college pick'em picks. Well, your college pick'em analysis for the week, Fred. Let everybody know where they can get in touch with you on social media, where they can come talk trash to you while those games are going on. You can come talk to me on Twitter, Fred Produce CFB. Uh, on Saturday, of course, on Sunday, you know, you know who I'm talking about. So you're not a Patriots kind of guy. <laughs> Sometimes I, I do have some of those, the, the ladies out there that they love football too. So I, I won't, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna discriminate. But uh, you can, we can also talk college football on Saturdays. Can't wait to see what Georgia does again. Um, a lot of these schools, they, this is where the meat of the season comes. So expect some, some teams to really start doing some things. All right, and college football fans, you can catch Fred on the War Room Sports Podcast Network at Quick Slants and on the network uh, for NFL football at Cover 2. But, um, you know, we'll keep you posted. Fred might have some big news uh, coming down the pike. You know, it might be uh, another place where you can catch him in the near future, but we will keep you in the loop, in the mix. Fred, we'll talk to you next week, man.
Appreciate you. All right, fellas. Thanks for me on. No doubt. All right, Fred Purdue, everybody. College football, pick them. Get your picks in so you can win that. All right, man. So the big, probably the biggest story of the week, man. We might have seen. We, this might be the closing of the Book of Eli in New York. The Daniel Jones era is going to get underway um, versus Tampa Bay in week three. Um, what, are, what are you guys' thoughts on this whole thing? Like, I've been hearing a lot of mixed opinions from a lot of people, giant, some Giants fans and just some fans outside of New York were saying things like, you know, Eli doesn't deserve this, like, or at least not this way. Um it's a lot of stuff going on. What say you fellas? Um, well, I, I, you know, my, my issue is I think that the Giants front office hasn't done a very good job of building a team around him. Um, has Eli's skills eroded? Yeah, probably. Probably. But I, I still feel like he's a good enough to be with the right team. With the right team, he can still win football games. Now, if you're looking at it from a build-for-the-future perspective, sure, I see you putting Daniel Jones in the lineup. But I also feel like they could have done they could have done this in a different way. And Eli should have saw the writing on the wall because they already disrespected him one time by disrespecting his streak. And When I look at the reason the Giants are losers, it rarely – Eli, to me, is rarely at the top of that list. He's on the list. He's he's definitely on the list, but I just – I don't know, man. I've seen enough bad quarterback play, and I've seen enough bad football and enough bad football teams to understand the difference between a guy who just shouldn't be out there i.e. Peyton Manning, the last half of the last season of his career when he won won the Super Bowl, it was time to go. I don't really see that in Eli. He can move the offense up and down the field. I just think that if it's time to go in another direction and you think Daniel Jones is going to be the, your QB of the future for the next 8 to 12 seasons, then you should have got let Eli roll out and decide whether he wants to continue playing or not and find a, another home. You don't bench him in the middle of the season. I think that's kind of cool. See, but I think it was a situation where the Giants came into the season just trying to test the waters to see, like, you know, maybe we can come out the gate, get a get a couple of wins, and or just maybe we are who everybody thinks we are. And I think he just – I think they just, after two weeks, I think the coach has basically seen enough and has made the decision that they are who everybody thinks they are. So at this point, I don't even think it's personal to Eli. I don't think, you know, bringing in Daniel Jones is saying to everybody, okay, Eli is the problem, so we're going to switch quarterbacks. But, you know, that's how a lot of fans and pundits are going to take it. I just think that, you know, we drafted a quarterback at number six, um, it is unfortunate that Eli is still here. The plan was to go into the season and maybe see if we can hold it down for a little while before we put him in there, but nothing's working right now. So you might as well 
throw the kid in there and get him some experience. Maybe it's too early. You know, maybe it's not. Um, I wouldn't completely close the book on Eli anyway because the Giants are just a very bad team. So there's a chance that we'll see Eli again because they probably won't be able to keep Daniel Jones upright in the first place. Oh, man. The 100 it's more than 100% chance that Eli will start again. Daniel Jones, somebody is going to come and pile drive him on his head and take that flag, and uh, dude, old buddy's going to be injured for anywhere from two games to the rest of the season. So we're going to see thing. Eli Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones has some mobility. Like Eli Manning has been the Iron Man because Eli Manning will get rid of the ball, you know, whether it's to complete a pass or just to get rid of it so he won't get hit. Um, he's been doing that for a long time. Um, I saw something like, like you look at, just look at the division from week 11 of the 2004 season, um, minus that little blip where the previous regime ruined Eli's streak in favor of uh, Geno Smith. The Giants have had one quarterback, two, of course, if you count Geno Smith, start since week 11 of 2004, and every other team in the division has had at least eight, nine quarterbacks start um, in that same time span. So he's been a mainstay in the NFC East. Um, Jimmy, what are your thoughts on them closing the book of Eli? I I mean, I watched the games um, this past year, uh, well, as much as I can, um, of the Giants. And strictly for fantasy purposes, you know, I'm watching Giants games because I played against Saquon. And um, who they, whoever they played this past week, I was playing against someone that was playing against them. Anyway, with all that, that being said, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, with all that being, I was playing against Zeke. So the first week I played against Saquon. Anyway, but the bottom line is. I'm sorry, Washington that was week I one. Played. That was played Washington this week. But yeah, so I, but I played against both of them cats so far. But they played somebody this past week that I was playing against. But, yo, know, fantasy be having you watch some trash, cuz. Like, but that's either here nor there. Um. That's why I've been trying to quit for four or five years. Yo, I used to be I quit every league except for one, you know what I'm saying? And I'm the current champ. Shout out to Miz. I mean kiss the ring. But yo, um with all that being said, um watching Eli play, man, it's like he's he's yo, he needs to it's like it reminds me of Dirk. Yo, just go away. Like does he have a little bit left? Possibly, but he's definitely not it's hard to judge Eli because Eli's always been one of those dudes that on one drive look, who look like the best quarterback in the league, and the next drive who look like the worst quarterback in the league. But right. right now, I think they saved him. I think they saved him from death because his offensive line is putrid. Like he would have died out there. So they kind of like saved yeah. his life. Plus, he Jim, like, he said, <laughs> but Jim, you said, that, you that's said my he, point. Like, his fat guys are terrible, and Eli's no, the type he, of cat. Athletically inferior, but he also has figured out. He's like, yo, for who, for what? I'm getting rid of this anyway. Pop, you're not hitting me like that. So he'll he'll throw the ball over his shoulder to get rid of it. Yeah, but the thing yeah. is, though, B. Austin, like he he might owe the coach. The coach to him is solid because he's gonna die out there playing with them balls. And you also <laughs> have to think about this because this is one of the things. Because of course, since you know they're they're going to Daniel Jones. And we've done this. We we we've done this years ago. But now Eli's Hall of Fame um, potential or possibility is being debated all throughout the sports world. 
And when people start reading off the record, he's a, in the regular season, he's a 500 court. I hate to even say that because, like, one person doesn't make a team's record, but they attach records to a quarterback. So he's 116 and 116. They might try to save him. Like, and maybe the time off that he has to think about it will allow him to ride off into the sunset because the Giants just aren't good. If you get back in there, you're going to be a sub-500 quarterback for your career. That's going to be – that's going to end up being your legacy, even though you have some other stuff on the resume that kind of trumps that. That's going to end up being his legacy. They're I mean, already trying to hold <laughs> hold it against him that he's a 500 here's, here's, quarterback. Looking at that team out there, what – what is the point of him playing? Like, what is he doing right now? What could he possibly get out of playing right now? It's not going to be And that's fun. what I was about to say, Jim. When you said – You're going to get when hurt. When you said um, how bad they were and, what, and he might have something left, I was going to ask you, like, but what's the point of having something left? Like, what, what's the point on that team of having something and left? And that's the thing. That's not going to help. He gains absolutely nothing from playing other than death. And, and – <laughs> And further ruining your your record. Like you even got Cowboys fans talking trash now. Like, oh man, I wish Eli played for another. He actually dominated them through most of his career, but because the Giants have been garbage for the last few years, and you play them twice, they ended up catching up. So now he's sub five hundred against the Cowboys, and you know, you know fans want to talk like the interesting thing about like they did that against prime Eli. Like NFL fans, interesting thing about. Crazy. The interesting thing about football is, like, um, the more you mature and study the game or learn about the game, the more you recognize the importance of everything um, working, not just on the field but off the field in terms of the GM, the owner, the president, uh, how how all of that plays a part in the success of a team. And I say that because the Giants have done a piss-poor job all around of putting anything around him. Even drafting Saquon, to me, was problematic because he's going to waste his uh, – his prime of his career playing with those yeah. bums because you needed help all over the place. Yeah, he wasted his life. You 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 draft yeah, a running back. You draft a running back in the first in couple of picks in a league where they really have back. no value. Like what is that? <laughs> like they did a piss poor job of building that team. And I was thinking about that this past weekend as I was looking at the AFC East and I was looking at how the, the Patriots have dominated. Like these teams have been a decade without being able to put that put together something that can be a contender. Like, you see these teams go year in and year out and not being able to, like, yo, what's going on? Like, management is trash in most of the league. Yo, half right. of the league now, is trash. Now you got Miami out here trusting the process. Um, yo, outside of everything else wrong with football, like, yo, it's a bad product. And the Giants are, if not for fantasy, I don't think they would get the high ratings that they get. It's the gambling that makes football successful, not the actual product. The product is trash. The Giants are deplorable. Any bad adjective that you guys have out there, just put that in front of the Giants because that's what they are. Watching them play is a disgrace. Like, Phil Simmons <laughs> didn't give his life for this. Um, so, yo, who worked? Who worked? The Giants or, my, or, or the Dolphins? The Dolphins are trying to be bad. <laughs> Dolphins yeah, are like the Dolphins got, you know, Dolphins are, it's obvious what the Dolphins are doing. Giants be trying. That's why they be drafting cats like Saquon. Yo, the Giants try. Yo, how would you feel, how would you feel if you Saquon though? Like you're pro- he's probably the best running back in the league, and it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter at all. Doesn't matter a goddamn bit. Um, so real quick, because we don't want to spend too much time on this, and we got some callers waiting. 
Um, and we've done this before, at least on our in our album on our Facebook page. If you guys had the soul vote, Eli Eli Hall of Famer, H O H O F O H. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I think that's without question. You can't tell the story of this game without Eli and those uh, heroics that he did against the Patriots. Um, he also has the, right. uh, the last name for even, the connection. He's a Manning. Right. Even in those even in those playoff runs, though, like the Giants didn't do much in the playoffs outside of those two years. But if you take those two years and you take it all the way, like that counts for something. And Dude played, you know, most of those playoff runs on the road. Um, played very well. It's like revisionist history. Everybody wants to give all the credit to the defense. The, the Giants' defense—they weren't that good during those periods. They did step it up in the playoffs and in the Super Bowl and get a good pass rush um, at times where they needed a good pass rush. But I'm kind of tired of hearing people trying to erase Eli out of there like he didn't make some of the greatest throws you've ever seen in some of those big situations. Some stars on defense that made some plays that you that you then end up overrating the overall unit. The overall unit was just eh, okay, it was above average probably, but they weren't anything to write home to mama about. Eli, Eli is Eli. See, we have stringent criteria, and while you definitely cannot write the story of the NFL without Elisha Manning. I question, you know, statistically, was he ever, or even eye test-wise, was he ever a top five QB in the league? Was he ever top five? I mean, I would I, just just off the top, I would say that it had to be a period where he was. But even that criteria to me, like that's even shaky because sometimes you can't fault somebody else if the quarterback position is deep during your era. Then you can't just make was it a finite Warren, was, number. Was, like, is he top three? Is he top five? Might have been ten. Was Moon never a top three when he played? I mean, right at we, the time that he played, like you talk about the '83 drafted quarterbacks, where you get what Jim Kelly, Marino, Elway, and then, and then Steve Young played around that time. Like, right. so somebody saying, couldn't like, be top three. Point, <laughs> yeah, somebody can't be top, top three when you got. Think about no, all those no, teams no. in that 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 '83 to '85 range with 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 Kelly, Marino, Elway. Um, who else? It was Jim Kelly, Dan Marino, John Elway, um, Steve know. Young. Not a lot of damn dudes. <laughs> War, War Moon. Like, yo, a lot of quarterback dudes. was so – yeah, so it's a I'll, lot of dudes I'll, that are Hall of Famers, but they just came around at a time where they couldn't be. I'll give NFL – I'll give NFL – looking at a QB or even any other position, I'll give a top – I'll divide them in fourths. So top eight. So if I say top eight, I definitely believe Eli was a top eight QB in his prime, quite a number of those seasons. So yeah, we can say he was top eight. He was a, yeah, he was he was pretty consistently top eight. Statistically, was he ever dominant? I mean, I, I kind of look. We've all agreed that Kurt Warner was fringe for us, but he gets in. Was Eli better than Kurt Warner? Um, maybe not. The best of the best, Eli being the best of the best, Kurt Warner. But Kurt Warner's reign on the top was shorter than leprechauns, and people seem to forget <laughs> about that. Um, Eli had about six, seven, four thousand plus yard seasons. And remember, he's a part of that 
he's bridging the gap. He was in that era where, okay, if you're getting a 4,000 yard season, that's damn good. Now in the, in the past, you know, four years or so, cats out here throwing for 5,000 yards and it's just gotten crazy. But he was out there getting 4,000 when, when y'all man could, could never. Um, but everybody's saying he should be in. Never even. Anyway, never even. Went a, he went through a period in his in his career where he was interception prone. Um, one sixteen and one sixteen as a regular season starter, sixty point three percent completion, fifty six thousand five hundred thirty seven yards. That's a hell of a stat. I mean. And, and you say, okay, well, he played 16 seasons and he never missed a game, so that he accumulated that. But that's a part of it. He was available. He was upright. He was there week in and week out to go out and put these numbers up. Um, 362 touchdowns to 241 um, interceptions. Joe Namath, eat your heart out. Um, <laughs> 84 passer rating for his career. I mean, it's Put it like this. There's tears to this. There's levels to this. I say with his resume, his statistical resume, you add the two Super Bowl runs, you add the two Super Bowl MVPs, that has to be the thing to put you over the hump. You know what I mean? There's a lot of dudes. I mean, Eli has he has multiples. So it's hard to say, okay, that was a fluke, because you can do that with a lot of people. He went and did it again, twice off the wild card. Um I say he gets in. I don't. I'm not saying he's one of the absolute legends card. of the game. He's not one of the absolute legends. He's not one of the best of the best. But yeah, I, yo, I, he's I, a man. No, nah, listen, listen. I, don't know, I think they kind of worked against Life him though. I think I think the expectations were so crazy because he was a Manning. I mean, I think that's why a lot of people bash him because they like, oh man, he he had that name, but he was yo, my man is a two-time. A man is a two-time um, Super Bowl uh, Super Bowl winner. I don't know any quarterback that's a two-time Super Bowl winner that, that ain't um, you know, don't have no busk. And a t- and a two-time yeah. Super Bowl MVP. And two-time also, Super Bowl winner, two-time Super Bowl MVP. That's not. I mean, the thing is, though, I understand what you guys are saying in terms of like. And where he's the second he, he highest paid player of all time. Eli made the second. Page his word, but he made the second biggest bag in NFL history. <laughs> well, we can't act like Eli. Eli ain't come through when it when it mattered most. Like, cause Eli has a lot of clutch moments. He's a Manning. My man said, "Yo, I'm playing in New York. I'm not playing in trash San Diego. Give me that NY money." And went and got that Yo, NY money. Some of he had some seven, of some of what does it. Well, oh, good. He had seven um, fourth quarter comebacks and eight game winning drives in 2011 alone. <laughs> clutch gene. Yo, I'm 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 being listen. I'm actually not a I'm not a Eli detractor. He was clearly in his tenure throughout. Um, you know, from from when he came in the league, oh three, oh four, until you know, twenty fourteen, twenty sixteen. He was probably the num the best QB uh, in the NFC East, either him or Tony Homo. Um, I, I, I definitely shot You already know. I've always been sort of partial, as partial as I can be to an enemy QB. I think he, I think he was unfairly hated on a lot in the media and with a lot of fans. 
So I'm really trying to play devil's advocate. Going on the road twice, two wild card bowls, that that puts it over the top for me. So right, I'm, I'm putting him in the hall based on that. Let's go to the phone lines. We got the homie Tobias waiting. You probably upset. What up, Tobias? Tobias real quick, though. Damn Tobias. And Tobias, I want to. I want you to weigh in on this uh, question too, Tobias, because uh, Casey Mack just pointed out something in the group chat. Okay, he said that. Um, <laughs> he said that. Um, no, no. I, I really want to hear all you guys' opinion on this. Casey Mack said that in the Super Bowls, Eli actually has better performances in Super Bowls than his brother. I mean, considering yeah, that Peyton so only played one and a half, like, he lost one. Yeah. Peyton played three bowls, right? Because he lost yeah, one. Yeah, he lost one. Okay. One, the one he two. won was, right. like, I think it was in a rain, too, yeah. I think. And also, I, don't, I, don't, I think, but I remember yeah, correctly. I, was about to say, I don't I, – I mean, I think that's a fact as well, but that really don't have anything yeah. to do with whether we no, think I'm he's just saying, all like, or not. He definitely no, no, I'm did. I'm just saying, like, in terms – Cause it, cause Peyton's like, first that, one was we, underwhelming. That rainy game against that game was so boring against the Bears. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he when it rains, I mean, you go run and just throw shorter pass. When it rains, you just want to throw shorter pass and get my, out of there. My point is, my point is, Eli came to play when it mattered most. So when 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 judging him, like <laughs> statistically speaking, he's not going to be where other people are. But it's like you have to you have to give him the eye test. You can't analytics, uh, Eli. I just made it a verb. Because at the I end know. of the day, Matthew Stafford's going to have better stats than anybody who ever played a game of football. Right. <laughs> Matthew Stafford. Yeah, and I'm cool. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> um... organizations. <laughs> 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 you know, guys, I had to say, y'all talking about bad organizations, right? You already know how I feel about the Buccaneers organization where they picked a, a lot, middle linebacker number five, and he's hurt in the big criticism that he's bad against the run. All right, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you pick a middle linebacker that's bad against the run. What's the what's his pick? Why is he good? That's what I'm saying. But anyway, I know I everybody's talking about Eli Daniel Jones. This is how you know most pundits. We actually watch the game. These pundits don't watch the game. You're like, yeah, the Bucks could be the perfect first game. I'm like, why are they don't making yeah. excuses for Cam Newton? Do they realize that that Bucks got an improved defense? They've the actually been playing good defense. This might not yeah. be the game you want to put Daniel Jones in. <laughs> yeah, and, and like and like they don't realize they got a defensive tackle Vita Vey, who Bucks fans were mad because they they took him instead of Derwin James. And I'm like, any GM gonna take a, dumb, a possible dominant defensive lineman over a safety? <laughs> you know, uh, all quarterback changes should go against team. the Miami Dolphins this season. They should wait till they play the Dolphins because they yeah, do play them. Man. Washington should wait till they play the Dolphins to put Haskins in. Get, get you some positive, you know, some some confidence uh, going. People don't want the games, about, man. He can Dak about to get busy on them dudes, man. Yeah, and, you know the thing is, my whole thing is like. It's like people don't watch these games. I'm like, you got you got the Bucks defense the front who's uh, giving the business right now. Even though we got a wide receiver who can't catch passes, but he run a four three. You know you bad when you run a four two four three in the forty, and you bounce around three teams for your rookie deal ended. <laughs> That's why you know you can't catch. But, uh, <laughs> sound like Ted Ginn. But uh, hey, sound like Nelson Aguilar also. God, he's oh. me off. I'm not even a fan. But I'm uh, Hey, I was hot, man, because I was like, I, I need the Falcons to go 0-2, keep us in the division lead. But uh, the thing is that, like, Daniel Jones, the problem with the Giants, Jimmy hit up, and I, and I took heat like a year ago when I said the Giants were making a mistake taking Saquon. Because if you are a rebuilding team, 
See, the Giants didn't want to admit they were rebuilding. That was the problem. If you're a rebuilding team, you don't take a running back number two because his prime years are now. You can be like Dallas, who had a young team but had a lot of injuries the year they took Zeke. So now those young players are popping right along with Zeke. So, but, but the problem is that you cannot take this running back in the position because now you waste his prime years. When you had good quarterbacks, you had Lamar and Darnold and Josh Allen, and you picked the running back who you're not going to get any, you're not going to put you over the top because you're rebuilding. So the Giants yeah, by the time they get good, he's going to and hurt. That's what I'm saying. He's going to be out because the Giants didn't pick he a lane. You got him and yeah. Le'Veon going to be dead. And, Every running back in New York going to be dead. And, and the thing is, is that here's my thing. He told, well, they traded Odell. I'm like, okay, you really want to Odell in this mess? <laughs> you know, they shouldn't have signed him in the first place. They should have traded him. They knew they weren't going to keep him. And see, that's part of bad organizations. And bad, or you know, the same organization's been winning, right? <laughs> Over the years. Um, hmm. But the bad ones Yo, stay bad. Tobias, the key, the key is you got GMs that understand that the long ball and the guy that runs 4-2 that can't run no route and might even drop a pass, they sell tickets, man. The the spectacular sell tickets. The linemen win. Linemen and defense win you Super Bowls. But people don't, you know, you got to sell tickets. Teams are boring. Teams that you follow know what? that winning formula are boring. You're right, because two things. It's like Colin Cowherd always criticizes Alabama's dynasty as being boring. It ain't boring to me. They won five national championships since they even got there. But, they, you know, they always talk about defense, run the ball, lines because you control the game. And look at my bucks, right? Everyone loves talking about, oh, look at all these targets. Look at all these targets. I'm still waiting on O.J. Howard to show up. He, he's Tarzan who plays like Jane. But, uh, you know, he's Superman who plays like Lois Lane. Uh, you know, uh, but here's the thing. What's good at those targets if you have two of the best, the worst tackles in the, in the league? Then you get the worst left yeah. tackle who gets beat all the time, fifteen million dollars. And the, and the, the, the further the further ball, the further the snap, the less valuable the ball. Uh, you, you broke up, B. I said the further away from the ball you are, the less valuable you are. Yeah, that's true because people love talking about the Patriots, right? See, the thing is, you know, like even the Eagles, because people sleep on the Eagles, right? They talking about, oh, the Sean Jackson, the Sean Jackson, that. Well, he's hurt again, no surprise. But uh, yeah. I, I called it on the sorry, show. Bro. I said week three, hamstring or groin. He beat me by a week. Yeah, week sorry, two. Rob. Sorry, Rob. Yeah. This ain't Madden. But anyway, uh, yeah. but but the Eagles, oh, they're underrated. They're about them. Yeah, yeah and like in those runs. Talking to Rob. Remember the Eagles? Okay, remember the Eagles got those uh, both sides of the line. I know uh, Jason Peters about done, but they always had a good offensive line, good defensive front. Those things keep you in the game. When but you see what they did this season, though, Tobias, they, they drafted his his replacement this season. So when he does That's die smart. on the field this season, then you can throw Dillard out there. He should be ready by then. I mean, he, he Dillard is the one who got uh, Sudfield killed in the preseason, but, hey, that's a learning experience right there. At least it was the second yeah. string quarterback and not the starter. So. <laughs> and, and you know what? And that's what a smart organization does. They know, all right, this guy's getting old. We're going to draft the guy. We're not to depend on him right now. We'll let him get his lumps, see what he looks like in preseason, in camp. And if he does suck, we'll just draft somebody else again. I, I, I just think that Jimmy's right. There's a lot of bad organizations here. 
There's a like I use Denver as a example. Denver's a good organization. Till Elway took over, but there were years that they weren't bad. It's like, it's like <laughs> it's hey, yeah, cause I remember when, I remember growing up, they were never awful. They may have a bad year, but they never awful two or three years in a row. You know, they were always a good team. And the thing is, is that fans fans can take no Super Bowls. It's just the fact that you just can be competitive. You just be in the running. And that's what pissed me off about Tampa all these years. Is that dude, this organization's bad. <laughs> and and I think they clean it up now they got Bruce Arians in there who has a clue how to build a team and is like run a team and stuff. Because remember Arizona was bad when he took over and turned that around and resuscitated Carson Palmer. <laughs> you know, we got Carson Palmer might get votes now for the Hall of Fame. And he turned that around and and I think that what people don't understand is, like Jimmy was saying, it's about who you hire as a top end, at the top of organization. Because if you don't have a plan, if you don't have a good culture, and I believe the other thing is also is knowing when to move off players. If this player stinks, get rid of him. Don't try to hang on, try to prove that he, you're right. You know, and and that's just something right there that I see. And before I go, I say this. Y'all talking about Kurt Warner? The one underrated thing Kurt Warner did was he took two teams that some of the worst organizations in football to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Those were bad True. organizations. And, um, True. And, that, True. And, and his style changed True. the game. And they both and, uh, and, and they style. both and, and they both once played in St. Louis. Hey yo, yeah. um <laughs> Tobias, be be safe out there, man. We heard six nine just snitched on you too, said that you was non trade, so you gotta be safe out there, man. Hey, he's on AB. Hey, AB name out. He probably snitched on AB. But uh, but anyway, if I say this before I go, guys, uh, all these pundits, right? I know Drew Brees hurt his thumb. I know I took heat from this last year. Drew Brees is about forty now. Of course, his play declined after the Cowboys game last year. Everybody ain't Brady. Doesn't mean he's a bad player. But it's like people still hanging on to five years ago. He's not that. Yeah, he's not that guy anymore. And now they think it's like well, Teddy Bridgewater. Ain't, and it's like, dude, has anyone watched Teddy Bridgewater play football? I was about to say, <laughs> he that guy enough for him because I know, I know Teddy Bridgewater Freddy. ain't it. Teddy, Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater ain't it. So he better hurry up and come back. All right, so, man. Drew Brees, forty years old, and I'm forty years old, and I, I'm in pain just getting out of bed. I don't know how he played professional football. Hey, you yeah, guys have crazy. a good. All right, you Word. too, man. Peace. All right. Yeah. Take it easy. <laughs> No, I, I don't understand how he and Tom Brady do that every week either. It's, oh. it's crazy. <laughs> yo, when you turn to man, stuff is different, dog. Like, yo, how you? I'll sit there in amazement. Like, yo, these boys my age, and they out here running rocks. <laughs> they out here running around, getting pounded on. Pause. Yo, for who? Yo, for what? Got, they got they got millions and millions of money in the bank, and they decide. And they're both champions, and they decide. Yo, I want to still do this. They different, y'all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, so Antonio Brown, speaking of him, because uh, Tobias mentioned his name, um, there was a story that came out this week saying that he has a second accuser for some sexual misconduct. It was actually uh, the story was broken by Friends of the War Room, uh, Robert Klimko of Sports Illustrated, the MMQB, um wasn't as much to this story because the the person 
has decided to remain anonymous, but it seems like everybody just wants to tell their story now. Um, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I, I don't want anybody reading my, my words wrong. But she said that uh, she was hired in Pittsburgh to do a mural of him. And uh, she basically told Sports Illustrated that he flirted with her and made her feel uncomfortable before the atmosphere, quote-unquote, curdled. Um, she told SI that she was kneeling and painting when she turned to find him standing behind her naked, holding a small hand towel over his genitals. Like, A.B. got issues. <laughs> A.B. got issues because yep. every time a woman turns their back, like he's doing something. Like, Yo. for him, he seems more, like, childish but he doesn't Nasty realize boy. that the immature stuff that he does, especially in today's climate, is going to get him in a lot of trouble. Like, he yeah. probably thought it was I funny with the first accuser when she turned her back and then he he ejaculated on her back. Like, like he probably thought that was funny. In this yeah. same way, he probably thought it was funny. Making him rain? Yeah, but I'm than the mug, man, so. <laughs> Yo, he is, he is, and I'm 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 going to go – I'm gonna go high school here with it. When you when you see how he behaves, you can tell that outside of sports, he wasn't getting no yams. Yeah. He don't get yeah. no yams. Like yeah. he's the type of guy women don't want to be around him. They don't want to be around him. So I can I'm I hate to say this without knowing all the facts, but I get the feeling that they're not lying. They're not lying about this dude. Yeah, she said she was never invited back to finish the mural. She paid he paid her two grand for the work, but she said besides that I was basically ghosted. So, you know, his advance probably went the went awry, so he probably felt uncomfortable with having her back in the house. So like I said, this one wasn't like it wasn't a claim of rape or anything. This was sexual misconduct which falls under sexual assault. Um, but all his story, all, just anything that he's ever done negative or anything immature is going to come out now. I mean, there was a damn doctor this week who came out telling the media that when he was uh, when when he was in his office examining him, AB kept farting on him, like, and that became a story <laughs> that everybody ran with. And then, of course, like everything in 2019, there ended up being a video proving that this was true. So there's a video of A.B. in the doctor's office getting examined, and he kept busting on dudes. But while he was, I'm like, yo, everything you've ever done childish is going to come out in the next few weeks. He was working for like, man. Listen, man, your brand is everything, man. And, you know, it's, it's funny, right? It's funny because when I speak to when I speak to the youth, I always tell them, "Listen, man, your brand is everything." And in 2019, you're building your brand from the day you're born now because all y'all mistakes is documented. The mistakes I made ain't documented. You know what I'm saying? Mr. Big Chest, yo, Mr. Big Chest is a And he and he kept he kept smiling at the camera, so he was basically doing this and probably having his lackey record it on purpose. <laughs> Yeah, Yo. understand, man. Everything being recorded, doggy. Everything. I mean, yeah, oh, and, but man. a lot of the times, like 
the people, the quote-unquote guilty parties are the one recording it. They just don't realize that they're getting themselves in trouble. All right, man. Jalen Ramsey um, almost threw hands with his head coach, Doug Marone, on the sideline of this weekend's Jags game um, because he was upset that Doug Marone didn't throw a challenge challenge flag on a completion that Jalen Ramsey thought was incomplete against him. Um, subsequently, after the game, his a few days after the game, his uh, agent asked the Jags for a trade. So that's been the other big news in the NFL this week. Where will Jalen Ramsey end up? So cue in your usual suspects. Um, <laughs> they they haven't said anything um, about the Patriots, but expect Bill to be sniffing around. Expect Andy Reid to be sniffing around. Um, it's already been put out there that Howie Roseman has been sniffing around because God knows the Eagles need secondary help. Um, so we we'll see to be the where. Yeah, we'll, we'll see where he ends up. First, they, they were saying they wanted at least a first-round pick in return, but then the Steelers went out and gave the Dolphins a first for Minka Fitzpatrick. So now the Jags have upped it to at least two first-rounders. Um, but we'll see where they come down in the uh, negotiations to anybody. And there was a team reportedly, and they haven't reported who it was, there was a team asking if if Jalen Ramsey can play twice this week. Because you guys know the Jags play Thursday night. Um, so this team was like, well, if we trade for him, can he play again for us on Sunday? Like, Yo, run it back. <laughs> Yo, I'm hoping that that wasn't Howie. I hope that wasn't Howie because if that's when he finds out who that is, even if they successfully trade for him, he's gonna already know. Like this team doesn't care about my well-being. They try, they try to get me to run it back twice in a week. So whoever that team is, they're not gonna get a, a long-term deal with him if they do trade for him because they don't care about the dude. But um, I have a feeling it was the Eagles though because I think we might be the most desperate. As far as secondaries go right now. So I got a feeling, I got a bad feeling that that was Howie that asked that question. Yeah, All right, man. Right <laughs> he asked him to do it again. Let's do it again. Um, quote of the week. I know B. Austin going to like this because this is more dissension in the Ball family, the Ball household. Um, and the quote of the week comes from LeVar Ball. And in, in the latest episode of Ball in the Family, he and Lonzo are, you know, on camera basically arguing about the big baller brand because LeVar doesn't want to let go of it. Lonzo doesn't really want anything to do with it, but he's entertaining the conversation by asking him, well, would you consider changing the name? That was kind of insulting to LeVar Ball, and these are some of the quotes that he said to Lonzo. He said, when I come out with a name and then somebody tells me to change it, that's like me telling me to change that's like telling me to change your name. That's like people saying, Oh, hey, change Lonzo's name to Alfonso on the fact that he's been damaged goods for the last two years. And you it, like when you hit when you read this quote, you had to kind of see the video because the the tone and the body language that LeVar gave while he was saying that made it known that he was throwing a hook. At Lonzo, like he was trying to hurt his feelings in that situation. Then the conversation goes on, and you know because Le- Le- Lonzo kept saying that the brand is totally demolished, 
and all of this kind of stuff. He said, LeVar said, you're the one that got to make it grow. I made you guys superstars for a reason. But if I don't do the things that I'm doing, Zoe, you're just another regular old player. Yo, so he's killing Zoe right now, the same Zoe that was better than Steph before he even got drafted. He's like, it's kind of like that media thing that we always talk about, build you up to tear you down. So the person who's been his biggest exaggerator, his biggest cheerleader, is out here telling him on camera, like, yo, if, if I didn't do this, I yeah. didn't make you guys a superstar, yeah. I didn't do what I'm doing, yeah. you're just another regular there, old player. There's so much wrong with this, man, on so many levels. Before I get my I told you so long to the, to the world, I'm just going to say, yo, there's just no way, there's no way that I, I disrespect my son like that. Like, just no matter how I feel, I don't disrespect him. I don't play him out in front of the rest of the world. Like, if we're going to have that conversation and I am going to disrespect him, I'm going to do that in private. Like, I'm not going to make him belittle him in public, and he's not going to belittle me in public because he get knocked out. But even besides all of that, just – this is this is someone you love. Like Lonzo came from you. How can you play him out after all that he has done, even if it's under your tutelage, even if it's from, you know, your guidance? He had to do the work. You didn't do it. He did it. So for you to play him like that, it it really this this is the first time I ever actually felt sad. I was about to I'm say, sorry. Jimmy, I think we might be getting a Lonzo fan building here. He <laughs> 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 might root for Lonzo now. Now that Lonzo's no, no, no. at odds with his pop, he also might be a Lonzo no, fan. No, <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I do not support, I do not support uh, the consummation of pork relationship. Never mind. But, yo, I felt bad yo. for the ball. And, <laughs> I felt bad for the I, I just I've I've seen this in 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 Lavar's character, and I knew that it was going to go in a terrible direction. I didn't know it was going to get here nor this fast, but yo, that this was nasty, man. To me, this was nasty. This was nasty. This was well, nasty. <laughs> that's how it went down. Anything, Jim? <laughs> Yo, I, to me, I just want people to go watch the clip because it's like it. it you, there's no way that you can communicate by saying what nah, you said. You can't do it justice. You can't. How disrespectful like, it was. He was. It was he was mad disrespectful. And the thing yeah, is, was getting the most press is the fact that he said um, the the first part of what I said. Um, damn, what was I, I didn't close the oh, damn the quote first, now. Oh, the part the, the part when he called him a. Uh, um, what did he say to him? Because he disrespected him oh, so damage goods. Damage goods. Damage goods. Damage goods. But I think the if I don't do what I'm doing to make y'all superstars, you'll just be a regular old player. I think that was even more disrespectful. Yo, and people are. And it's not just that. that. It's the, yo, it's the way he said it. He, he was like, right. He was in because his when he bag. when he said damage goods, his body language and. LeVar had a little bit of, you know, don't get mad at me, black women. He had a little black women neck movement in, in his <laughs> in his statement when he hit him with the damaged goods because I, I'm telling you, when he said it, 
his body language made made you think like, yo, he knows exactly what he's doing right now, and in his mind, of he's course. feeling like, yeah, I just of hit course, him with the yeah. death blow. I just yo, hit him with the death too, blow. Like he can't get up from that hook. It's like, yo, you did this to your son, but then you also knew the cameras were rolling, so you wanted the attention from the cameras because you knew the impact of what you said, which makes it. Yo, I mean, that e- either that be, or they really yeah. got into this reality life. Maybe they ignore the cameras, and it, it got so heated because because one thing is he's not used to any of those boys you know, talking back to him as much as Lonzo was in that particular moment. So maybe at that moment, he may have forgotten that the cameras were there. Because, you know, throughout all of this, I would never peg LeVar as anybody who's just going to straight up try to embarrass his sons, especially Lonzo. That's his cash cow. You know what I'm saying? That's his only sure shot right now. But maybe maybe he was so heated that one of these boys actually had the nerve to be talking back and forth with him. Yeah, he had it. Do we? Do we? If, if this is what happened on camera, then I ask, and I, I I ask this: What has happened off camera that we haven't seen? Do we think this is an anomaly, or do we think? Because I see in his character, I think this is, I think this is who Levar is. You no, act I, out of I sorts. I think Levar. I think he goes up. hard at the youngest one because the youngest one is an idiot. I think he knows where his bread is buttered. Lonzo's 51% of that company. If Lonzo keeps saying, look, we're not doing nothing, then they're not doing nothing. He don't. Lonzo is the money behind that company. So if Lonzo sticks with his, you know, his, his conviction right now and he has the balls to do that, then, yeah, Triple B is uh, dead. Don't even ask how. Nothing he can do about it. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Yo, I, I, don't, I don't think he disrespects Lonzo on the regular. <laughs> I think, like, I think if anything, he probably kisses Lonzo's ass usually. <laughs> the one thing that we're not really even talking about is the fact that, yo, Lonzo was right. That brand, that brand is dead, B. Why he, still, <laughs> why he, why he fighting on that lie, yo? <laughs> yo, there's, 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 something else, there's something else we're not talking about. <clears throat> and, 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 and this is said to have really hurt Lonzo. The guy that took the $1.5 million, from Lonzo, Levar Levar acted like he don't understand. Number one and number two, he told Lonzo, "Yo, don't worry about that. Don't stress that." Yeah, I like, mean, because that was a part of the you, conversation too. But yeah, everybody just go out and watch it. The clip is out there, even if you don't watch their show on Facebook. The clip is out there, so you can see the you know most of the conversation at least. There was somebody else sitting there. I don't know who he was, but Lonzo told, what's the name? Like, that's my opinion. He was like, what's your opinion? He asked the other guy at the table. And before he got to say anything, LeVar was like, I don't give a damn about his opinion. I'm just like, damn it, why <laughs> is he there? Like, why, like, why is he at the meeting then? Like, I would have went in and excused myself. Like, I don't need to be here then. My opinion don't matter. Yeah, so that, so that was crazy, man. But that's your... That's your quote of the week, your stat of the week. Lamar Jackson, for a second week in a row, makes our stat of the week. He has become the first player in NFL history with at least 250 passing yards and 120 rushing yards in a single game. The great Mike Vick didn't even do that. However, Colin Kaepernick did. He threw for 263 and rushed for 181 in a 2013 playoff game against Green Bay. I know there was a meme going around talking about how they were trying to erase the boy Cap 
from NFL history, but we do know that they look at statistics different in the uh, in the regular season versus the playoffs. My thing was this though. I still think Hello. the meme and and y- y'all know I never defend memes. I still think it had a little bit of merit because even in a situation like that, people will say, they will report that this is the first time in league history and then they will tell you, okay, it was done, it was done in the playoffs, but this no mention of it. People actually had to call it in the question and go research it themselves. So yeah, they they didn't want to tell you Yo, that you know it happened in the I playoffs actually, and Cap did it. I remember, I remember that game, and I, I'm still to this day trying to figure out why Green Bay didn't switch defenses. They were playing man to man, and the right. Niners did nothing. Yo, kept having their back to Yo, yo, they ran every into time downfield. He turned back. back. Cap was out, and he just kept taking off. I'm Cap like, yo, why? Did they, but they keep doing it. He kept doing it. I'm like, yo, who's Green Bay's defensive coordinator? What are they doing? Keep, keep telling you, man. Green Bay defense ain't been good since Reggie Way. <laughs> no, Green Bay kept doing it. They kept doing it. I'm like, yo, come on, cuz. All right, anyway. so um, before we get in, we got the rapid fire of these hot topics. Matter of fact, any of them that's not interesting, we can go ahead and skip them. But let's go to the phone line real quick. Homie Rob been waiting. Got to make this quick because we always running late. We be getting long winded on some stuff. Rob, what's going on, brother? Welcome to the war room. Yo, man, what's up, man? Yo, hot, yo, shout, shout, shout to uh, Jimmy and uh, the awesome death. But yo, man, how you gonna make mine quick? You let you let Tobias country ass talk on with all time, man. What's up with that, man? Shoot, <laughs> damn. <laughs> It, it actually, actually, Rob, it depends on which one of y'all calling first. Because when you Yo, get on before Tobias, you actually talk longer than him. And he has the same oh, complaint. How are you going to let Rob talk, and then you're going to cut me off? So y'all got the same complaint, man. Just, what's well, up? What's what you want to talk that, about? That, 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 I got the exact man. same complaint. That's funny. Ain't no Adolf beef, man. Is that Adolf is nothing but a Colin Tempo black Republican anti black group, man? That's all I got to say about that, man. It's country ass. Yeah. And he won't do a show with me. He won't do a show with me. I'm about to say, y'all need to do a show. Get y'all like skipping Shannon off, <laughs> but y'all joint might be like, it might be genuine like <laughs> dislike. All right, we gonna we gonna hook that up. We gonna make him. We gonna get him to do a show with you. All right, what's up, oh, though? All right, all right, all right. Honestly, I gotta ask B. Austin something. I, I gotta ask all uh, in depth something really though. Honestly, yeah. is is high draft picks really worth? For Jalen Ramsey, considering how bad the secondary has been for a last, let's just say, decade. Because, you know, I, I argue, and, and y'all know I complain. I'm just going to let y'all speak. I complain too much. Yeah, you do. Um, uh, I mean, the Eagles are in a situation, Howie's in a situation where, especially after winning two seasons ago, He's in win mode now. I mean, win now mode. So, I mean, I I wouldn't be upset if they did. I mean, I've become a different kind of fan. Yeah, anyway. I, I really that. don't care what the hell teams do with their money and their draft picks anymore. But speaking from trying to be objective, trying to be analytical, I mean, I think it would be worth it if you still believe, because a lot of pundits out there believe that the Eagles are primed to make a run now. So why not put all your chips in that basket and and address your your biggest need. I, I, that's how I'm thinking of it. 
Yeah, yeah, like 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 I I I need to ask them because I do think like Jalen because other guys they they said the big factor in this game was Jalen Mills was not there and I do think Jalen Mills was overrated but I want to ask Beyonce something because he's a skills guy. Do you think his skill set is the reason why he can keep up with the top receivers? Not just say skill set, no, excuse me, his athleticism. My father's athleticism. This is green hair. You talking about Ramsey? No, he's at Mills, Jalen Mills. Oh, Jalen Mills. Mills. Uh-huh. Well, who are you talking Jaylen about? Because Mills- you were talking about Ramsey, Ramsey and Mills. then you went to the Eagles and said Mills. You're talking about Jalen Mills, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about Mills. Talking about Mills. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I, I don't really think that Jalen Mills is that good. I think that he has a tremendous attitude and and. and when I say that, some of it is bad, but some of it is good. You have to have the type of ego he has to be able to play that position. Um, he has learned how to use his body, pause, in press coverage. He's a he's a he's an above-average cover zero, cover one guy. Where it all comes unglued is he's not an elite speedster. He's not an elite athlete. And so there are times when, like a Julio, a Julio would abuse him. Julio abuses everybody. Don't get it twisted. But like, when you when you separate and you go further and break the route stem off at twelve yards, but or break it off, he he can keep all of that in front. But when you run the bang eights or the skinny posts or the deep routes, you start to separate with him because his speed just isn't there. So with Mills, he has to keep everything in front and has to disrupt the timing by being able to really press on you and get his hands on he got to lay hands upon you. And if he can't, right. then there's an issue. So And also you know, I, I I'm not I'm not disagreeing at all that the you know, the Eagles have a weakness in their defense and it is the secondary. But I also think that Eagles fans panic, you know, over everything. Because a lot of times when when this team is having some issues in the secondary, most of the times they fix those issues before the game is over. Um, You really can't blame them for the Julio touchdown because anybody who knows anything about football, which a lot of fans don't because a lot of fans that I know that were watching that game, keep bringing it, Swartz, keep bringing it. And I'm sitting here telling people this blitz is not going to work all night. I'm like, even if you want to keep blitzing, blitz with – I'm like, blitz with linebackers. Don't keep blitzing with safeties. Because you know you have a weak secondary, the moment they don't get there or the moment that a, a, a good quarterback like Ryan adjusts and just hits you with a, with a quick hot read or a screen, you're going to be in trouble. Another thing with, with Darby, I know Darby has had his struggles, and there was a time in that, in that game where he might have been beaten like three times and everybody no, he, was upset. Got, One of those times was not his fault. Yards. One of those times was Zendejo, who is terrible. He's not really trash. Zendejo yeah, let the receiver get in front of him by like five to seven yards. How do, how do you, as a safety who's supposed to be giving this man help, let the receiver get in front of you by five to seven yards? You should be He's on the still... back end, and Darby should be chasing on the front end. Zendejo can't do anything but hit. He's terrible. Yeah, <laughs> he's, yeah he's, he's, he's terrible. I don't know why we picked him up. He is he is absolute cheats. And the funny thing is when we when you say the point about panicking, Devis, it's it's kind of funny because And we killed Zendejo in the damn playoff game. The the um the weakness 
the weakness of our team is not really our it's not our it's not our safeties. Like our safeties are our strong suit in coverage. So why would you blitz the safeties knowing you're Take going zero <laughs> in the middle of the field? You gotta let them cover because our corners are weak. So when you send the safety, well, well, what's that telling y'all though? The front four was yeah. getting no pressure whatsoever, no, so four, he had to. Blitzing is not even Swartz's thing. He went all out of character to try to get back into the game, got back into the game, and then got cute. And so thought that you're going to be able sure. to do the same thing over and over and over against an NFL coordinator. Not going to work the, like that. The defensive lineman, no, the defensive uh, no, ends for our team hasn't haven't got sacked in two games, but. But, 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 but I want to ask you this. Uh, dang, what's that safety for the Jets that's complaining? Um, Landon Collins? Smith, I think I'm no, no, it's from the Jets. Oh, Jets. Um, um, Adams, Adams. Jamal Adams. Adams. Jamal Adams. Adams. Okay. If, if y'all haven't had to make a decision on – we need because, – because our safety is okay, but they're, I mean, they're, they're, um, they're aging. Would y'all go after Jamal Adams, or would y'all, would y'all go after Jaden Ramsey as far as, like, like, like improving our secondary? Well, the um, fact, like, you're using going, the word go after, the only reason that Jalen Ramsey's name is in play is because he asked for a trade. Like, the reports that came out today said it could be a situation where the Jags don't even end up trading them. But there is no going after Jamal Adams right now. Jamal Adams, even though he had a little bit of issue with his coach the other day, Jamal Adams is their future in New York. They're not yeah, getting he, rid of Jamal he's Adams. He's <laughs> like, he's they're not he's getting rid dead. of him. So y'all, can't, y'all can't just be popping, you know, popping names up from around the league. Like, should we go get him? Like, it don't work like that. But you know what, you know what, you know what, Deb? Since he, since he did say that, I'll entertain it and say this. I have a lot of regard for Jamal Adams as a player. I think he's a very good player. But Brother Malcolm is underrated as a safety because he's the exact same thing to Ron Matthew Matthew is. He can play strong, free, and in the slot. And views as a blitzer, can cover and it like box. a corner. Yeah, and play in the box. So, like he does everything. So like for me, Jamal Adams is, is purely a thumper. He's he gets beat in coverage a lot because he overcommits and isn't athletic enough to get back. He's got good straight line speed which may translate to later on in his career being good sideline to sideline. But if you ask him to open his hips and swivel and run with receivers, that ain't happening with Jamal Adams. That ain't happening. Right. So he's not better than Malcolm Jenkins and, for, and, for and, our system. And, 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 and I want to say this. And I want to say this about Eli. Um, All right, he, last thing. He, he, he is – I'm going to really miss thumping Eli, you know, uh, for all these years, you know, wow, he's, he's better, better than me. <laughs> nah, listen, we ain't going to get because y'all going to be sound, arguing for days. You sound like my pops. You, look, you sound like look. my pops. I'm not going to entertain that. They're both no, but, no, but no, no. If one, if one fan base in the NFC East can say that and, you know, it'd be actually legitimate, it would be the Eagles because when the Giants were up, the Giants were down, no matter what was going on, the Eagles kind of owned the Giants throughout that Eli era. He's way sub 500 against Philly. Like I said, he just became 
sub 500 against Dallas, and they're talking the same way as if they dominated Eli Ford's career. And we're not even going to talk about Washington. So, yeah, I mean, you could talk a little trash as a as a Philly fan, but um, still, fact still remains, man. Dude left his mark on the game. If it's over, might not even be over for him. But Rob, man, we appreciate your call, and we will holler at you next week, good bro. All right. All right, man. Bro. All right, Rob. Hey. All right, man. We got some big injury news, Jim. You wanna? We wanna go straight into that, or you wanna? What you wanna do? <laughs> you said in terms of the uh, the injury news. No, I said we got some big injury news in the NFL. I was wondering if you wanted to skip to that since we got like 20 minutes left, or or you want to oh, yeah, anything man. in the grind topics you want to rap about? I mean, it's only it's only one thing I want to you know just, just to run by you guys that uh you know uh-huh. the, um and I'm I'm no B author is familiar with this company um known as Bay. We got to pay, pay them bills real quick then. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. If you want to talk about what happened while you want to grind, it's brought to you by Sports the Book. Bottom line, it's the greatest sports book ever written. Get it at sportsthebook.com or warroomsports.com. Just uh, one story, one grind story is um, B. Austin. I know one of the companies that um, you're familiar with is named uh, Bang Bros. Are you familiar with that company? Oh, yeah, we had to talk about Bang Bros. Yeah, ab- <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, they put so out an Bang- excellent product for many All years. Right, so Bang Bros, Bang Bros put a bid to have the uh, Miami <laughs> Heat's arena named um, after their corporation. Bang Bros, Bang As Bros Corporation. Should. The Bang Bros. Yeah, they call it the BBC. Yeah, that's, yeah, but that's the only problem is it would be called the BBC. And, you know, and, and everyone, anyone who's familiar with that culture knows BBC has a whole different meaning that I will not uh, break down for you people. You can Google what is BBC and you'll see what pops so, up. But so, Jim, that's how the ball, say, say, how the ball if in, say if in some crazy world, because, you know, we way too PC for Bang Bros bid to go through, um, but I really hope it does because basketball would get yeah. that much more exciting. I just want to watch Miami Heat games just so I can hear them say we're at the Bang Bros Center. Um, but anyway, um, and shout out to American Airlines because they had the naming rights for two arenas in the league, and those two teams in the last decade or so played each other twice in the NBA Finals. So you know, the height of the league, the, the you know, the height of the season, the very epitome, the, the championship round was played in two places that donned the name American Airlines Center and Arena. But anyway, back to Bang Bros and their $10 million bid over 10 years. Now, I was thinking, because I, I don't really know what the costs be on, on those naming rights, but I'm thinking for 10 years, like, wouldn't it cost no, it was, more than a million dollars a year to, to get this, the naming right to this place? Was, so I'm thinking they're more. trolling, this, and it's working no, because they're is, getting a is, lot of – Exactly. This was amazing marketing. That's all this was. But the thing about it is right. people don't recognize that um, that culture, you know what I'm saying, the adult entertainment industry is always ahead of the curve when it comes to marketing, when it comes to using right. technology. They're always ahead of the curve. No pun so, intended. So Jim, say in some perfect world for us, they do get the bid, right? Like, would they have to redo the whole cheerleading squad? Because would they have to do a little more than just dance? If they were ah, Bang Bros. Just asking. Yo. <laughs> I'm just asking. Yo, can, you be, can you be a cheerleader at the Bang Bros. Center and just dance during the timeout? Yo. yo. In, in, or they going to have some new sweets built in there for other reasons. 
What I want to recognize is, is what you mentioned is the fact that it would be the BBC. Like, that is, I think, the most amazing. Yo, the BBC? Come on, man. And Yo, we have the cheerleaders at the BBC. One thing I want to add to this oh, conversation, man. I just, I just want to send a shout-out to all the young ladies who, for some reason, continuously get in the van on all the Bang Bros videos. Uh, so I've heard. You know what I'm saying? Would that would that van be out of there? Would that van be outside of the BBC? Would be outside doing live? Yo, Scavio said, "What do the bros bang exactly? (laughs) You know what they bang, bro? (laughs) You know what they bang, bro? They be pulling up in vans and seeing chicks and like, yo, what you doing? You want to go for a ride? Like, yo, and chicks still get in the van. Like, no man. But I see the hair no there, man. I, I See, that's what I'm saying, but it would have to be a production. They were probably, you know, some of the, the little movie clips and stuff they show on the screens during the basketball game, one of them would have to be of one of those vans pulling up outside and grabbing the bang bro camp. The bang bro camp. I got so camp. many ideas. <laughs> they get this no, bid. I'm going for a job in the, <laughs> in the communications they, department. They, they t- this is this is so this is so uh, toxic. But they have a camera that pans around the stadium looking for. You know what I mean? A young lady who might be hurting not before the, squirting. Not the kiss cam, the bang cam. <laughs> yeah, somebody Yo. turn around and start banging. <laughs> we going to fuck. Yeah, the toxic. kiss cam will be nothing. Y'all toxic. Yeah. Yo. Yo. The kiss so cam, they be Yo, playing that little that? song. Kiss me. It'd be like say, they play you, something by Luke. What do you say, Jimmy? We're toxic. Yo, y'all toxic, yo. Yo, Dev, give them a birthday shout out so we get canceled, yo. We about to get canceled. No, no. This was definitely, um, that was a very toxic uh, subject, but, yo, I'm really rooting for somebody to break down and just let that bid go through. All right, so real quick, some birthday shout outs, man. Shout out to Bob Papa, who turns 55. I actually listened to his show on the NFL uh, network on Sirius. Every day, it's not that good, but I listen anyway because I'd be bored. Um, Ken Rosenthal turns uh, 57. Um, Azuma Nelson, boxer, he's 61 years old, and Joe Morgan turns 76. Damn, we get no. So we'd like to uh, give everybody a war room salute on their birthdays. Um, And if you guys. If you guys are interested in just, you know, seeing what we do, check out our website at warroomsports.com. If you want to call in and speak with us about any NFL topics, we're about to talk about these big injuries happening in the league. Um, that, that phone number is 323-410-0012. Press 1 when prompted. If you already listen from your phone, just press 1 if you want to talk. Uh, we're going to try to get to the phone lines. Can't make any promises at this time because we kind of strapped. But, um, yeah, holler at us. Yo, yo, them birthdays was trash. Who the hell is Big Papa? Anyway, man, listen. Um, he said Big Papa. <laughs> yo, only Big. I, I yo, know you said Big Papa. Uh, Papa, big somebody Papa with pump? a trash NFL show. Oh, like yeah, a New York trash. sportscaster. Yo, I'm not familiar with his body of work. Shout out to uh, and he's, the, whatever he's, And he sound like he older than 55. Yo, anyway, man. Um, he trash. Listen, bottom line is. Yo, if you out there and you still are getting in Bang Bros vans and you need your own website, here's what you got to do. Go to digitalextremetech.com or call 267-205-4203. Get you a custom-built site so you can post your own videos up. You know what I'm saying? Stay off the only fans, allegedly. Get you <laughs> – yo, yo. Get your, 
Get your Ray J on. Raycon. Instead of having Instead of having a premium Snapchat, not that I know anything about that, you can get your custom-built website, Digital Extreme Tech, or 267-205-4203, and they can hook up and tell them where the sports sent you. But it's time to talk about some foosball. Wait, so people trying to pass off premium Snapchats as websites? Listen, man. That's a new I mean, thing. That's a new whole, twist. Premium Snapchats and OnlyFans.com is a whole new culture that I've heard of, allegedly. But, um, you know, a lot of people are still trying to do it on Facebook oh. pages too. Like, yeah, go to my site. No. That's not a site. That's a Facebook page. Yo, I'll be seeing, I'll be seeing certain, <laughs> uh, I'll be seeing certain human beings with only fan sites, and I'd be disappointed, man. Like, I thought so highly of you, man. And you got yeah. an only fan. <laughs> if you got an only fan, yo, if you got an only fan, that means that um, I don't know how to put this, but yo, you sell, bo- <clears throat> yo, um. Yes, yes, it's for sale. Bang, bro. Yo, that's all I'm. All I'm gonna say is, yo. Anyway, with that being said, you could get a Bang Bro sponsorship. (laughs) 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 Just trying to talk about some football, man. Yo, um, Sheldon jumped off the rails. Yo, pretty much, yo. This joint jumped out the van. Yo, listen, um. (laughs) Come on, man. Big Ben, yo, pause, pause. Yeah, you know, a.k.a. Don't Say Nothing, Just Give It Here, is done for the season. Um, how will the Steelers fare without him? First off, I picked the Steelers to go to the Bulls, so I'm changing my pick because it doesn't count if Ben ain't there because my whole pick was <laughs> pressed upon need, need a do-over. Yeah, so he yeah, aggravated a, mulligan. A, a elbow injury that he already had. Non-contact. You know, he was basically on some MLB pitcher type stuff. And his surgery, probably Tommy John's or something like that. Um, yeah, it's it's crazy. And it all kind of ties into me to this acquisition that we talked about earlier of Minka Fitzpatrick. Um, they gave up a first-round pick to the Dolphins for Minka Fitzpatrick. For me, that's kind of telling me either you really believe in Mason Rudolph and and you guys think that you can still try to make a run at a wild card or something like that because I don't understand by already knowing that Ben was pretty much, you know, slated to be out for the rest of the season and he's of advanced age anyway, even though he keeps claiming, you know, that extension, he's going to honor it and come back and try to play through it. You think you would think that they would keep that number 1 pick and and try to use it in this draft to to maybe get his replacement, you know, even if he does come back and play. But maybe Mason Rudolph is that guy for them. Um, we will see in the next few weeks what he's capable of. I mean, we're not. I'm not expecting them to win, but I was talking to Fred about this earlier on Cover Two, and he was thinking that they still might be able to go like seven and nine with Mason Rudolph. But they're already behind the eight ball at zero and two. So I don't know. I don't. I don't, I don't really see seven and nine, but if they do land there, that puts them right in the middle and still keeps you kind of in NFL draft purgatory because you don't have that high pick. And if you're an organization like the Steelers with your expectations, like if you're not going to make the playoffs, like wouldn't, you would rather just suck so you can get a, a, a good pick. But they gave up that one for Minka Fitzpatrick, so I don't know. I don't know, man. Only only Mason I know is Bessa, and only and only Rudolph I know is Giuliani. So, but my my <laughs> thing is this though, man. Yo, the thing about Ben Roethlisberger, I don't remember ever watching him play not injured. 
it's crazy to see right. him miss the season because he seems to always be hurt or injured or something. Like, even when he was out there, to, like before he aggravated, he already looked hurt. Like he's always hurt. And so he's, he's like Wolverine because even when he misses games, he comes back prior to what the diagnosis said. You know, if they say Ben gonna be out for eight weeks, like he be, he'll be back in four. But this time, yeah. like they put him on the IR, so this is pretty much he's he's done. Yo, he one of them dudes um, that upon his retirement, he's gonna be in trouble. He ain't gonna be able to walk because yeah, my man yeah. is playing hurt for like a decade. He definitely Earl Campbell with it. <laughs> Shout out to Earl, Jaja. Yeah, man. Craig and him. Yo, sweet. But listen, man. Um, also Drew Brees out for at least six weeks. So, <laughs> so we got Drew Brees out. Uh, ben Roethlisberger out. Like. Cam Newton looks beat up. It's, it's like this whole season is like a change in the sure. guard at quarterback. You know? I am 100% sure that Carson Wentz has broken ribs, and he was in the concussion protocol last week during that game. Yo, he uh, looks like he gets hurt every time he gets hit, though. Like, I, yeah. I don't know if it's because of his yeah. victory or just the way he does. He just falls real crazy like Embiid does. Like, they fall yeah. crazy where every time they fall, they look like they hurt. Right, and then he gets up holding his, his chest, and you're like, oh, here we go. Um, that wasn't that wasn't even the fall that hit him. He he ex- extended his throwing he extended arm, opened on the his throw ribs on that one. Yeah, and got and blasted. He got, and he got but he had a couple of falls. Where his, his dome hit the ground, and yeah, he gonna die. Um, oh. Shout out to Le'Veon Bell because he really gonna die. It seemed like he touched the ball like sixty-seven times in that game the other night. Um, but anyway. Drew Brees, he he had successful surgery on his thumb. Like Jimmy said, he's slated to miss six weeks. This team, even though, like Tobias called in earlier and was talking about how Drew Brees might not be the same cat, but for this particular team, he's still the cat that they need. Um, Teddy Bridgewater came in and was quite underwhelming in, in his stead to the point where Sean Payton, and I know this, to be true as of this morning. I don't know if anything has changed yet. Sean Payton has yet to commit to a starting quarterback this week between uh, Teddy Bridgewater and Kaysom Hill. I kind of think you're going to see both of them. Um, You already see Hill even when Drew Brees is here, but I think whether he starts or if he's the backup, you're going to see a lot more of him. but I'm like Teddy Bridgewater with the expectations that he had before his injury. And I really can't blame it on the injury, but the expectations that he had, you would think, you know, Drew Brees goes down, they should feel 100% comfortable that Teddy Bridgewater is the backup and they should just move on. Maybe not winning as many games as they would with Drew Brees, but they should feel comfortable. But the coach doesn't even feel comfortable with making the decision right now. So with Teddy. Teddy Bridgewater. He's supposed to light it up. Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater got a white relative named Chad Pennington, and uh, I think that's a part of their concern in terms of arm strength. I don't even think he can make all of the NFL throws, and I think that's probably the issue. Scott, you said Taysom Hill is already uh, embraced by New Orleans like Baker in Cleveland. (laughs) He said he's queued up. Yeah, they do like him because he brings a different, you know, he comes in and runs the Wildcat, and yeah, he's the gimmick guy, but but they the thing is they can lull you to sleep with that and he can he can toss it. Um, I don't he's know. If got he's got a strong arm. I don't know if he can make the anticipatory all throws. I know is, all I know yeah. is Fred told us that when you got a quarterback like Teddy Bridgewater, he said um, Teddy Bridgewater <laughs> gonna be lighting it up. 
Yeah, he gonna be lighting it up. Yeah, he definitely. Yeah, he definitely. Yeah, whatever did. that bet was that we had that season, did he ever pay me? Probably not. Yo, Fred don't pay nothing, man. <laughs> Fred just be burning it. Yo. Yo. <laughs> burning shit out of me. He saying stuff and just hope. Yo, he say stuff and just hope you forget. Like, come on, man. <laughs> Fred, we forget me. When you have a quarterback like Jay Cutler. Oh, no, yeah, what, was they do that oh, what was the other one? When he told told us the ball was going to be Lawrence Taylor. Yo, friend is predicting. Yo, friend got chill. Oh, uh, Jadavian oh, Clowney. Um, yeah, Jadavian right. Clowney was the next LT. Teddy Bridgewater was going to light it up. Let's get, uh, we got the homie Naj on the line. We get him on for like two minutes. <laughs> Naj, what's up, man? I ain't nothing, man. Cooling. What up with y'all? Nothing much, What's up, man? good brother? You hear these dudes in here wilding out again. Talking about bang oh, bros. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Let's get that real quick. Okay, okay. Shout out to Jimmy. <laughs> any any chance Bang Bros that. gets the naming rights to the Miami Arena, man? Any no, chance? No, not a BBC, chance. BBC, brother. BBC. Not a chance. And they don't, they don't expect to. This is guerrilla marketing. Right. Not with a $10 million the bid. They just degree. expected for every sports show in the nation to be talking about them, and it worked. Mm-hmm. And I don't mind Real. helping them out on this one. Right, greatest promotion you could ever have. Uh, shout out to Odell because he's doing the same thing with that watch. And whenever anybody asks him about it, he makes multiple mentions of the watch. Well, if they're going to find me for wearing this watch while I'm playing football, I don't understand mm-hmm. why a watch can't be one. Same thing. Uh, that's and why then he's you wearing see a the video. Watch. Odell got a watch uh, endorsement. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Done. Yes, sir. So same type of thing, guerrilla, guerrilla marketing campaign. It's a con. But, yeah, man, uh, no country for old men, dog. Old men are falling apart and dying out here in these NFL streets. This is the game now. Uh, embrace the Not new, Tom man. Brady. That's, that's what everybody got to do. Uh, shout out to my boy Cam, uh, pastrami shoulder. Everybody keeps talking about the foot. That's not the issue. The real issue is when him and Luck had that same injury two years ago, Cam did rehab, didn't get the surgery, and now the deal yeah. is due. He can't throw. He doesn't know where the ball is going. And they Yo, shut him down I've been in a few telling weeks people after they keep collecting while, money. Like, Cam has a broken scope. His scope is off. <laughs> he just mm-hmm. be firing, and them bullets go anywhere and everywhere. I'm watching this man. That shoulder. I'm watching this man throw deep balls to wide open receivers out of bounds. Like, damn, Cam. And you can tell when somebody doesn't know where the ball is going because what do they do? They miss high first, and then they try to adjust. And what did he start doing? Donovan McNabb worm killer. Missed, he started yeah. throwing low. So that's how beating that up shoulder. the worms. Yeah, yeah, that shoulder is done. So you're gonna see Cam get shut down. But I, I don't know why they're waiting so long because Carolina is an interesting place. And if he gets shut down for the season, he may not get that job back because a lot of the fan base hates his guts. But uh, right. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, that's because he'll play like trash and then come to the press conference looking like somebody's auntie. Like, <laughs> like Cam, you're doing too much, man. Just come on. When you're balling, you can get away with that. When you're not, right. uh, it's going to get dicey. Uh, the Taysom Hill-Teddy thing, you probably see Teddy play from, you know, instead of getting the red zone, then the red zone you'll see Taysom Hill come in. Of course, Sean Payton is not going to tip his hand and say how much either is playing. So that's just a part of, you know, good old game NFL gamesmanship. But uh, this should be interesting, though, because Teddy turned down that starting job in Miami to take this job to be the heir apparent to Drew Brees. 
But if he shows badly, man, this could get, you know, but this is his first time having all the snaps and all of the, you know, playbook design for him. So we'll have to see. But so far, uh, what, what my man just said about arm strength, I don't know, man. It's kind of looking dicey. That ball was not moving like it used to when he's in Minnesota. So I don't know, bro. We're we, we going to see, man. And uh, just so you know, my man Brady's just, going down. Just forced the ball. Old men are dying. Tom is going down this year. Finally, this bet is going to pay off for me, and, and Tom is going down. I can't wait until it happens. You think Tom is going down? Your boy Belichick is testing the gods of football, leaving them in the fourth quarter in blowouts, throwing bombs. Like, he's going down, and I can't wait. I'm going to enjoy it, bro. You know, <laughs> happening this year. Oh, I'm, glad, I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that because I was noticing that, too. Like, what's up with, you? What's up with him doing that? Trying to, he's just trying to embarrass people now. Like, Bill's a thug with it, but it is what it is. He don't care. You brought AB back, he don't, like, he don't care. It is what it is. But anything else, man, y'all want to roll out or? I, I, yeah, we're about, to, we're about to get up people, out of here, man. So we holler at you next week. Yeah, right, we man. are out of this piece. All right, man. <laughs> yeah, man. All right, bro. It, it, it is crazy. All right, bro. I mean, yeah, yeah. Hit it back. Hit it's back. not just quarterbacks, man. Earlier. I'm telling you. I'm, I can name some people that's going to die. Le'Veon Bell is going to yo. die. Oh, Le'Veon Bell is definitely going to die. Yo, Le'Veon Bell <laughs> game last week. Oh, yo. They gave yo, you the ball every play. Yo, he guards. Yo, I was waiting for him to let him kick. My man played receiver, tight end, quarterback, running back. Yo, he guards all five positions. Like, Le'Veon Bell is really earning his coin this year. But, yo, yeah. something else I noticed this past week, man. I just want to make this point before we get out of here, man. Yo, Jalen Ramsey, right? Like, you know, now he has a reputation of being one of the best in his position. Yo, is it me or in the NFL when you get the reputation as being one of the best cornerbacks but it lets you get away with murder? Because he was committing the penalty almost every play last week, and they let him get away with it. Um, I remember and when then, and then that, he's about to throw hands with his coach team. over a, a damn challenge flag. Where yeah. Like, he's too good for somebody Reeves. to catch a ball on him without it being suspect. When Darrell Revis got that same title, he started getting away with more. He started, like, um, sexually assaulting people. I'm like, yo, all you got to <laughs> do is get known as being a great corner, and you start getting away with murder. But that's who they handle it. Me too, corners. Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, out me of too, cornerback. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> yo. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for joining us for another briefing in the war room. Shout out to everybody Thanks in the for chat joining the Bang Bros. Oh, my bad. <laughs> we appreciate it. Anybody we couldn't get to, listen, man, hit us up next week. Special thanks to Gus, yo, Fred, for contributing to this episode. Tune in next week live right here on demand as we review NFL Week 3 and preview Week 4. Catch you on Shout out to Riley Reed. So until then, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the start of next week. We'll see you right back here next time. Catch everything we do at our hub, WarroomSports.com. Yana Trump. Content. Yo, um, rest in peace. Yo. <laughs> yeah, they had one Rocky that died Willow. this week, didn't they? Yeah, they Yo, had. Yo, honey, Jessica James, um, rest in peace. That's all I want to say, man. Listen, cop my book, Sports the Book, at SportsTheBook.com or the hub of WarroomSports.com. house in Virginia. Yo, shout out to the legend Pinky. who's on the interview circuit, but let's see the handle there. Until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance, and we'll see you chumps on top or in the van. Thursday, 6 to 8, they do this. Shout out to Dev. 
sensitive than oh well. Physical podcast, let's talk push. Showtime like magic in the block push. Listen live, push one to join in. Rip your team or listen for your enjoyment. Hip hop dollars, tip stop knowledge. Should be in sports credits, I ain't talking college. Five guys, no beef though. Fourth secret, but the streets know. Bellafani, I got a chief flow. KC, royalty, I'm in beast mode. Two hours, get your game up. Who's the best in sports cast? You better name us. War Room Sports. www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it.